0: Welcome back to another episode of the Nighttime Short Stories podcast with your host, me, Ash Balls. This is a podcast where every Friday night at 9.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I read a short story or poetry written by an author from long ago or a modern-day author. The author that is read from here is then showcased for the week on the Facebook page by the same name, so you're going to want to follow it. If you're an author and would like your short stories or poetry showcased on the podcast as well as Facebook page for the week, you can get a hold of us in the link in the bio. And that's where you can also find the link to the Facebook page as well. But thank you to everyone who listens from iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and anywhere else you might be listening from. I truly do appreciate it. So let's get started, shall we? Welcome back guys. This week's author, well it's poet, is from Belfast, Ireland. And it is no other than C. S. Lewis. He was actually known as uh, as well known as he is. He was known for actually being very shy. And any of the books, the money that he made from them, he donated the money, which I think is really cool. And he graduated school with two degrees. So make sure you guys are checking out the Facebook page for cool, interesting facts about this week's author, writer, poet, Mr. C.S. Lewis. And with that, let's get started, shall we? Cliché came out of its cage. You said the world is going back to paganism. Oh, bright vision, I saw our dynasty in the bar of the house. Spill from their tumblers, a libation to the Arenes, and leave us with Lord Russell, wreathed in flowers, heralded with flutes, leading white bulls to the cathedral of the solemn Muses, to pay where due the glory of their latest their Hestia's fire in every flat rekindled, burned before the larger gods, unmarried daughters with obedient hands. Tended it by the hearse, the white armed venerable mother, Domum Servabat, Lanim Fancybat at the hour. Of sacrifice their brothers came, silent, corrected, grave, before their elders on their downy cheeks, easily the blush arose. It is the mark of Freeman's children as they trooped. Gleaming with oil, demurely home from the palestra, or the dance. Walk carefully. Do not wake the envy of the happy gods. Shun hubri. The middle of the road. The middle sort of men are best. Ados surpasses God. Reverence for the age is wholesome as seasonable rain and for a man to die. Defending the city in battle is a harmonious thing. Thus with the magistral hand, the Puritan, soon. Cooled and schooled and tempered our uneasy emotions. Heathendom came again, circumspection and the holy fears. You said it. Did you mean it? Oh, inordinate liar, stop. Or did you mean another kind of heathenry? Think then that under heaven roof the little disk of the earth. Fortified Midgard lies encircled by the raving worm over its icy bastions, face of giants and troll. Look in, ready to invade it. The wolf, admittedly, is bound, but the bond will break. The beasts run free the wary gods. Scarred with old wounds, the one-eyed Odin, tear who has lost a hand, will limp to their stations for the last defense. Make it your hope. To be counted worthy on that day to stand beside them, for the end of man is to partake of their defeat and die. His second final death in good company, the stupid, strong, unteachable monsters, are certain to be victorious at last. And every man of decent blood is on the losing side. Take as your model the tall women with yellow hair and plates. You walk back into burning houses to die with men. Or him who has the death spear entered into his vitals, made critical comments on its workmanship and aim. Are these the pagans you spoke of? Know your betters than crouch dogs you have a vichy water in your veins and worship the event your goddess history whom your fathers called the strumpet fortune the future of forestry how will the legend of the age of trees feel when the last tree falls in england when the concrete spreads and the town conquers the country's heart when contraceptive tarmac's laid where the farm has faded Tramline flows where I slept a hamlet, and shop fronts blazing without a stop from Dover to Rath have glazed us over. Simplest tales will then bewilder the questioning children. What was a chestnut? Say what it means to climb a beanstalk. Tell me, grandfather, what an elm is. What was autumn? They never taught us. Then told by teachers how once from mould came growing creatures of lower nature. Able to live and die, though neither beast nor man, and around them wreathing excellent clothing, breathing sunlight, half understanding their ill-acquainted fancy, and will tint their wonder paintings, trees as men making and walking wood romances, of goblin stocking and silky green, of milk sheen froth upon the lace of hawthorns, collar, pallor in the face of a birch girl, so shall a homeless time, though dimly, catch from afar, for soul is watchful, a sight of tree-delighted Eden. Science Fiction Cradle Song By and by man will try to get out into the sky, sailing far beyond the air, from down and here to up and there. Stars and sky, sky and stars make us feel the prison bars. Suppose it done, now we ride, closed in steel up there outside. Through our portholes see the vast. heaven's scapegoat rushing past. Shall we? All that meets the eye is sky and stars, stars and sky. Points of light with black between, hang like a painted scene, motionless, no nearer there than on earth everywhere. Equidistant from our ship. Heaven has given us the slip. Hush, be still. Outer space is a concept, not a place. Try no more where we are. Never can be our sky or star. From prison in a prison we fly. There's no way into the sky. You are listening to the Nighttime Short Stories podcast, where we read a new short story from long ago to modern-day authors every Friday night at 9.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to check out the Facebook page under the same name. There's a link in the bio for daily information, photos, facts, quotes, and bios on the authors showcased for the week. If you know of anyone that you think would enjoy the podcast as well, please be sure to share it out. And again, thank you for listening. oxford it is well that there are palaces of peace and discipline and dreaming and desire lest we forget our heritage and seize the spirit's work to hunger and aspire lest we forget that we were born divine now tangled in red battles animal net murder the work unless the anodyne pains of the beast against bestial solace set But this shall never be to us remains, One city that is nothing of the beast, That was not built for gross material gains, Sharp, wolfish power of empire's glutted beast. We are not wholly brute to us remains, A clean, sweet city lulled by ancient streams, A place of visions and of loosening chains, A refuge of the elect, a tower of dreams. She was not builded out of common stone, but out of all men's yearning and all prayer, that she might live eternally our own, the spirit's stronghold barred against despair. World's Desire. Love there is a castle built in a country desolate, on a rock above a forest where the trees are grim and great, blasted with the lightning sharp giant boulders strewn between, and the mountains rise above in the cold ravine. Echoes to the crushing roar and thunder of a mighty river, Raging down a cataract, very tower and forest quiver. And the grey wolves are afraid, and the call of birds is drowned, And the thought and speech of man in the boiling water is sound. But upon the further side of the bare and sharp ravine, With the sunlight on its torts is the castle seen. common and very wonderful white above the green, Of the wet and waving forest slanted all away. Because the driving northern wind will not rest by night or day, yet the towers are sure above. Very mighty is the steed. The red and the gates are made of ivory. The r- the roofs of copper red. Round and round the warder's grave walk upon the walls forever. And wakeful dragons crouch in the ports of ivory. Nothing can trouble it, hate the gods nor man's endeavor, and it shall be a resting place, dear heart, for you and me. Through the wet and waving forest with an age-old sorrow laden, singing for the world's regret wanders wild the fairy maiden. Through the thistle and the briar, through the tangles of the thorn, till her eyes be dim with weeping and her homeless feet are torn. Often to the castle gate, up she looks with vain endeavor, for her soulless loveliness to the castle winneth never. But within the sacred court, hidden high upon the mountain, wandering in the castle gardens, lovely folk, enough there be, breathing in another air, drinking of a pure fountain, and among the folk below, beloved, there's a place for you and me. To sleep. I will find out a place for thee, O oh, sleep, a hidden wood among the hilltops green, full of soft streams and little winds that creep the murmuring boughs between. A hollow cup above the ocean placed, where nothing rough, nor loud, nor harsh shall be, but woodland light and shadow interlaced in summer sky and sea. There in the fragrant twilight, I will raise a secret altar of the rich sea sod. We're at to offer sacrifice and praise unto my lonely God. Due sacrifice of his own drowsy flowers, the deadening poppies in an ocean shell, round which through all forgotten days and hours, the great seas wove their spell. So may he send me dreams of dear delight and draughts of cool oblivion quenching pain and sweet half wakeful moments in the night to hear the falling rain. And when he meets me at the desk of day to call me home forever, this I ask that he may lead me friendly on that way and wear no frightful mask. The end. You have been listening to the Nighttime Short Stories podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and come back every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new author of the week. Thank you for listening. Until next time.